This is your life, God's truth. Your QFM, it's Phil, and it is a pleasure to have State Representative Matt Bliss in the studio with me, District 5A. Seems like I see you every once in a while, Matt, at the BPOU meetings, but good to get you in the studio. How are you, sir? Yeah, thanks. It's uh it's a nice sunny day outside. I'm feeling just <laughs> fine um, and uh, looking forward to getting to work in St. Paul. Yeah, it started this it week. It started this week. Yeah, I've, I worked remote this week because uh, I wanted to attend our caucuses. That was important. Right. I uh, saw a bunch of people there, and it was, it was really good to see. We had a fairly good turnout for a non-presidential year, but it, was, it still was nice to see everybody there. Yeah. As far as working remote, I mean, uh, do you expect some legislators to do that all year this year still, or are we hopefully beyond that, or what? Well, I I can tell you on the Republican side, it's uh, it's pretty much business as usual. We're okay. going to be down there in person. Uh, we're going to have in person caucuses. Uh, we're going to be in our offices and working. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I mean, you know, there there may be times when you can go home, and that's the nice thing about it is, you know, if something comes up, you can you have that option to come back home and exactly work remotely. Right. Uh, but really, the, to to get the job done as as intended, you need to be down there. You need to be able to. Uh, there's times I'm working on a bill where I, I have a question and I just get up and I walk over to someone else's office and I knock on their door and, and say, "Hey, exactly, you know, I'm working on this. What's your idea here? What do you think this is?" And and I don't have that option when you're working remotely. And and yeah. and another thing that suffers is the relationship with the other side of the, the aisle. You know, uh, we we get upset with the the. Um, Sometimes the discussions get a little heated in committee, and we used to be able to walk from committee to another committee and, and kind of iron out our differences or just you know <laughs> shake hands and, and be human. And, and now it's just you hit the end button on Zoom, and you're angry, and you walk away, and you never get that, that oh. human contact. And, and that's really affecting that's everything that's happening down there. That's, I think you know it used to be partisan, but uh, it's super hyper-partisan now because you just don't have the collegiality that of, of you know, let's get this done you know, and work across party lines. Because most of the stuff that we do, believe it or not, the stuff you hear about is all party line votes. But yeah. a majority of the work we do down there is, is you know, we get both sides working together and try to come up with some good stuff. Yeah. And that that's lacking right now. Mm. Well, let's hope we can get back to that a little bit for sure. Although, you know, uh, the divide is is larger mainly because of the push to progressivism and Absolutely. socialism on the left. And you you, know? you see that when you when you talk to the old line Democrats, you know the the Kennedy Democrats and yeah. stuff, and those guys just shake their heads. They do, they don't know what's happened to their party. Yeah. And you know when you deal with with people like that, you know you can you can actually negotiate and. And give and take a little bit, but when yeah. you're dealing with the, with the with the the hyper partisan activists, and that's that's just it. You know, our government was meant to be citizen government. You know, and and I I'm a small business owner. I had no desire to mm-hmm. do this before, and I got into it. You know, thinking I could help my community. We're down there in the cities now. You're getting community activists, community agitators. Yes. That's all they are. They have no desire to work across the aisle or anything of that sort and that's what we're getting that's what we're seeing on the other side now and it's just really really impacting what's happening down there yeah you know just real quick when you're down there you have some staff right or some some people that help you when it comes to formulating bills and doing research how does it work again how many people work with you down there so i have a legislative assistant that i share with one other person with one okay. other representative and then we have a pool staff for uh partisan staff so we have uh, in each area of interest, you know, schools, uh, healthcare. Oh. We have a, a couple of staff members that are researchers and, and really policy experts that we can go bounce things off of. Okay. Uh, and then we have a media staff, and that's partisan. And then we have nonpartisan staff that can kind of do the same. And then 
we have a revisor's office down there. That's a team of lawyers um, that <laughs> if if I say I want to make wearing red T-shirts on Tuesdays illegal, right. they'll go in and find every law that that particular bill will touch and reference it. So when we put it out on the floor, it, it references every place in, in the statutes that that bill will hmm. uh, touch. So you got some good back backup uh, down It's there. amazing what they yeah. can do. Wow, yeah. that's, that's good to hear. Again, you are <laughs> District 5A. That's the city of Bemidji, but then... Also, quite a bit to the west, uh, Walker, for example, yep. pretty I, big area. I go all the way to the city of Deer River, up to Squaw wow. Lake and Funkley, down to Longville, Hackensack, Walker. Okay, and they're going to redraw the lines. And, they're going to redraw the lines. Yeah. I have no idea where, where yeah. I'll end up. Um, Within I'm, a couple of weeks, this is going to happen, right? Twelve days. We'll find out in 12 days. Okay, all right. Well, we won't uh, prognosticate about that, because who knows you <laughs> exactly. know, how, how that's going to exactly. go. But. Uh, the main thing is you're down there, and it's an interesting year with the budget surplus is what they're saying. Everybody's already, uh, from what I'm seeing, lots of bills being introduced on ways to spend that money. Yeah, and, spend uh, the money. So uh, kind of the job of you guys in the minority uh, in the House, and I, I suppose the Senate is going to be to hold the break, right? A right, bit. right. And, you know, the, our party, uh, we're focused on cutting taxes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... It's uh, it's an unprecedented budget, unprecedented budget year with that kind of a surplus. But got you remember, this was money that you were overtaxed. The yeah. state is fully funded right now. We could we could go down there and just close the doors and go home, and the state would continue to function. All budgets are done. You know they might not be as big as some people had wanted, but the state is functioning, and we don't yeah. have to spend that money. And that's really kind of, you know, again we want to we want to look at tax relief, permanent tax relief. Yeah. And uh, one of the things, one of the big ones we're working on is uh, Social Security. We want to completely eliminate this uh, income tax off of Social Security. Very few states have it, but we do. We're right? one of 13 states to tax Social Security. When we were in the majority last time, we did take a chunk out of it, but it was just a minor chunk. And this year, okay. we want to take the full bite. Uh, one of the bills that I want to introduce will be uh, holding senior citizens' uh, property tax. Uh, too many people are losing their houses because they can't keep up with the property tax. Mm. And, and I want to do that through a rebate uh, okay. through the state. So that that's one of the bills that I'll be introducing this year. Okay. Well, there's you know a lot of things out there. You're already seeing the governor wanting to maybe send out checks, some sort of rebate check. And then lots of funding again, I suppose, are going to be lobbying for large increases in education. That always seems to be a big one. Yep. It's the, uh, they, always, they always say that it's your time to fully fund education, but nobody ever comes <laughs> back and tells us what a fully do you want. $50 billion with $100 billion work, they never say because yeah. they, they won't come up with a number. And, you know, I my wife and daughter are both public school teachers. I sure. want to make sure that these schools are funded. But, you know, with with the, the crazy curriculum they're coming with right now, you know, the CRT, of course, they say they don't teach CRT, but they teach implied uh, uh, bias. They yeah. teach uh, uh, gender studies, you know, all of this stuff that's not – not meant for high school. Teaching to read, write, and, and yeah. do arithmetic, you know, and and that's what schools are for. And, and yes, you know, there should be uh, be able to to think on their own. But boy, the the stuff that they're trying to cram in right now just does not make any sense. And and I don't want to fund it, to be frank with you. Yeah. Well, this is going to be quite a year because everybody knows the 2022 election is huge. I mean, for right. governor and for control <laughs> of the house. 
And, you know, what we're hoping and praying for is that conservatives could take over all for a while. It, it would be can, nice. It would be nice. There is a chance, isn't there, there Matt? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. You know, the <laughs> you hate to, to make a uh, guess on this one as well right. because, you know, it, anything could change. Um, but the, the winds are blowing that, that we should be able to do it. And we need to just get out yeah. and vote. And, you know, I, I, I bring this up, you know, in 2018, I had a very good first session. I got the Bemidji Veterans Home funded. I've got the uh, the Hag Sauer building funded. I, yeah. I got some good bills passed. I had a very good session, and I lost by 11 votes. Yeah, Because 1,000 people in Bemidji that voted for me in 2016 did not show up at the polls in 2018. So we need to make sure that even though it's a non-presidential year, we got to get out and vote. Everybody, yeah. you can't let anybody sit home that night. Yeah, uh, people are going to ask. You know, uh, will their vote be counted? Is there integrity with the vote in the state of Minnesota? And you say, well, you know what? Um, there's two things I say to that. The first, first is, you know, in, in order to guarantee defeat, you have to quit trying. So yeah. you need to get out. That's you true. need to vote. Um, you can't stop trying. Also, you know. The volunteer to be an election judge. Yeah. The the Democrat Party has over twenty thousand election judges, and we have less than six. Hmm. It's the the number of places that we don't have election judges in the state of Minnesota. There, that's where you're going to find the the shenanigans, you know. And and make sure that you get in there and and volunteer to be an election judge and get trained and go out and do your civic duty. You know, everybody says, "What can I do to help?" Well, this is a small thing you can do that, yeah. to get out and help and. And make sure that, that you do it and just pay attention to what's happening. If you see something, don't let it slide. Count, uh, county auditor is a good place to, to find out about that, right? Absolutely. No matter where they're listening from. Right, right. Call your county auditor. Um, and, you know, if, if you happen to swing by our office, talk to those guys yep. over there. They have forms, you know, to fill out and they can tell you what to do. Uh, but the county auditor, uh, I don't know the <laughs> the uh, Cass County auditor or Itasca County auditor, but I know our Beltrami County yeah. auditors, uh, she's, she's on top of things and and she would definitely welcome anybody to be a volunteer yeah. election judge. Very, very important. And, yeah, it is going to be quite a year. And you're, everybody's up for election, too, right? I think yep. The one, once are... every 10 years, we get everybody up uh, at the same time. You know, the, the, the census, uh, the, all the senators are up this year. Um, normally they would be off this year, but because it's a, it's a redistricting yeah. year, they need to run for their new district. So they go a four term, four year term, four year term. And then this is their two year term. So yeah. everybody is up all the house, all the Senate, all the state offices. It's a big, big year. It's very important that people get out and vote. Yeah. Sounds like there's some house members that are retiring or aren't going to run again. And even, um, I noticed Marquardt or whatever had said he's not going to run again. It, does that help the cause of well? I think in Marquardt's or? district, I think that's that'll help us. Yeah, um, you know he has the Moorhead area. Um, well, actually, he has Dilworth. Yeah, Dilworth mm-hmm. Moorhead. Okay, um, and I think that's rural, and I think it's turning red. It's close enough to to Fargo to to be red. Yeah. Um, there's other Democrats that are, are retiring. We're losing a couple probably to the Senate next year. Okay. Uh, Barb Haley, our majority whip, who is a rock star, she's probably going to be a senator next year. So, hmm. uh, but that she's from a fairly red district as well. So we should okay. should be able to replace that with another Republican. Um, and yeah, there's there's a number of people retiring. Okay. And before we let you go, to this idea of recruiting help you know there's a big lot of talk about uh, the lack of help in nursing homes and of course law enforcement and i don't know 
how big of a problem that is in outstate Minnesota, you know, for example, here at the Bemidji <clears throat> Police Department or Beltrami County Sheriff. But obviously, the closer you get to the bigger metro areas, they are struggling. And they've, of course, brought it on themselves yep. with the yep. whole defund movement. But uh, I don't know what the state can do to help, but it, the governor sure keeps talking about you know, doing something to help nursing homes and law law enforcement. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I think one of the one of the uh, proposals I heard for the nursing homes is to to cover the uh, tuition for anybody that wants to be a PCA or somebody who work in a nursing home. Okay, and you know, the, the need is is so great. Yeah. I mean, it, we are so short staffed on it's that. Important, and, yeah. And that I I would think that would be a good use of state resources to try to direct people there. And they're decent jobs. They're not super high paying jobs, right. but they're decent jobs. Um, and it's and it's definitely a need out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as far as the police go, you know, just stop making laws that are tough. You know, and t- tough for them to do their job. And then exactly. we need prosecutors to enforce the law and charge these people. When you when you have the uh, Hennepin County uh, prosecutors not prosecuting for car theft, and and you know, well, look what happens. You have a six hundred percent increase in in carjackings. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, th- I th- the number I thought was like 60 carjackings a month. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, that yeah. that's just but you know, they're not prosecuted and you and law enforcement can't chase, you know, and stop mm. doing that kind of stuff. Right. And and respect and support your police officers. You know, I remember Chief Arredondo um wanted 400 extra police officers prior to George Floyd, prior yeah. to George He's the chief in Minneapolis. He's the chief in Minneapolis, yeah. and and he wanted 400 more law enforcement officers cuz his guys were working 7 days a week, 12 hours a day. Mm. And and they they didn't they gave him like ten, and and then after the George Floyd, then they they started cutting way down and yeah. people were leaving and I think they're down to six hundred uh, cops right now and they were at eight hundred and eighty I think at the time mm. of George Floyd. Wow! So it's it's crazy crazy. Fund your yeah. police. Yeah, you know, thank thank the police. The the problem right now is the the morale is so low. Yeah. I, again, I I don't know what it is like up here. I yeah, haven't it's probably not any. nearly as bad right. up here. But and every time I see a cop, I go out of my way. I say <laughs> thank you, um, yeah. you know, and 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 just really do appreciate them. I mean, it's not it's not just you know words. It's it's I yeah. really do appreciate what they do, and they're out there. I think uh, I was I uh, rolled through a stop sign a little bit too much uh, out in North Dakota, <laughs> and I got a ticket. I yeah. deserved it. Uh, and and when I was talking to the police officer, even though he gave me a ticket, I said thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, thank you for being out here. It means a lot. So yeah, absolutely, you know, just be nice to him. You know, you were very instrumental in the veterans' home right. coming to Bemidji. It's under construction, and yes. they're going to need to hire a lot of people. That's a, that's going to be a big, yeah. big, uh, you know, job market oh, there. It's going to be great. And unfortunately. We're not, you know, the other places, the other uh, senior uh, assisted living mm-hmm. places, they're mm-hmm. hurting for people as well. Mm. So, you know, we need to do something. And, yeah. and we have time. We, we've got, you know, I think it's going to be open next fall. I okay. Think. You, you've been tracking with the progress. It's I going, have not, going but good, that was or? the original. Sure. You okay. know, uh, so it hopefully we'll have some some stuff, uh, maybe some more people getting in there. Those would be good, good government, uh, federal government jobs. Yeah. So those would oh, be good sure. jobs. Sure. Um, but it might, you know cannibalize some jobs from the other places so we need yeah. to really backfill and we need to get people in the business yeah. it's it's a rewarding career it really yeah. is yeah no it is well matt it's great to see you anything else before we let you go i you know, know i i don't think so uh next week i'm going to be heading down to st paul working out of the office and uh it'll be nice to see all my co-workers again yeah. down there uh from what i understand um the democrats uh will not be in the office that's uh even mm-hmm. though they live right there 
Um, they they won't be in the office. They're working almost uh, universally remote. Sure. So. Well, they got to live their values. They say absolutely. You know? yeah. That's why uh, that's why illegals were invited to take part in their caucuses <laughs> this year. Wow. Yeah. And, Could you and, believe that? I mean, uh, that was horrible. But also the vaccination card that was required yeah. to get in their door. So unbelievable. Yeah. They're scared of their own shadows, it looks like. I just don't. It's hard to fathom, honestly. Get out and live your life, people. Yeah. Well, Matt, God bless you. Thank you for what you do to represent this area. Sure. And uh, I know we saw you at the caucus, and it looked like, yeah, a lot of people were bending your ear a little bit there. Yep, it's nice to see everybody and talk to people, (laughs) and and every year I get to know more and more of them, and it's it's a real honor. We need to uh, get uh, get caught up with you again, maybe midway through the legislative session. Yeah, we can do that. Anytime, anything is going on that you think the folks should know about, boy, give me a call. So Will do. All, all right. right. Matt Bliss, state rep for District 5A, right here on Your Life, God's Truth, your QFM.